0: with more happiness and prosperity. Through his Mastering the Game of Life podcast and books, Paul also helps people to get their own inspirational messages and powerful stories out into the world, as well as being involved in supporting many charitable organisations in their development, fundraising and projects.
1: Hello listeners and welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode Today, I'm joined by a lady from the United States of America on the West Coast here, a lady by the name of Kristen Johnson. Kristen, an immensely warm welcome to you.
2: Thank you, Paul. As always, it's a pleasure to be here. This is our third podcast together and our, I mean, third episode of uh, One on One. I've obviously contributed to some of the other podcasts, but always, always when I do, it's a Great pleasure. Love. That. I want to single out one
1: word. I love the word you've used there, contributed, Kristen, because that leads us very nicely into a small matter of a certain book that you're a co-author in called, just the same as the podcast, Mastering the Game of Life. So we've decided to have a little bit of a a look into your chapter within that excellent book featuring 20 global co-authors. And I believe your chapter, Kristin. Words Change Lives, What Story Will You Tell? What a fascinating title. Tell us more about it.
2: Well, Paul, when I, when I thought of what I could contribute for this book, and it really played into my vocation and my passion as a writer, and obviously several of the co-authors in that book, in the book shared, Amy Moscoe, Steve Judge, Sharon Griffiths, Richard Gerver, yourself, Martin Liefeld, everybody, wonderful people. But I thought of how important words are in our everyday lives. And as somebody that I like to say, learned to read, read at the age of two, which is a true story. Books have been a part of my life forever. And my late mom read to me, read to my sister when she was pregnant with me. And we like to say that that's part of where the words, my love of words came from. My mother was an author, uh, I think I've spoken about this before she wrote a book called libraries are for children and my, her uh, great, her great grandmother was, her grandmother was an author, my great grandmother. And so words have been part of my life. My entire family loves reading and is pretty good at writing. So. Words have always been part of my life, and that's really where I started from. And that's how you and I met. So mm-hmm. it seemed like a natural thing to write about writing and storytelling.
1: Absolutely. And just building on what Kristen have said there, listeners, the fact that, you know, about the power of words, if you will, words have energy. We can give them power. We can give so much immense power to a simple statement just by one the of choice of words and two how we convey those words you know this is where ex- expert storytellers they take you on a magical journey of discovery you know the way that they alter their voice leaves you intrigued what will happen next Rather than just saying, they take you on a journey of intrigue, what will happen next? So you can see just that simple use of, of words and how graphically we can describe something. You know, you could you could make a simple statement like, the boy entered the forest and it was very dark. Or we can say, the boy entered the dark, deep, mysterious forest. It was pitch black.
2: He- and and Paul, I don't mean to jump in, but you know when we talk about forests, uh, I, I love I love the way you narrated there. But when we talk about forests, that connects nicely with a couple of the topics in the in the book, a uh, couple of the excellent stories in the book, in, including the one about by Bob Conlan about uh, his son Forrest. Who is a forest of light and also um, a certain person named Lars um, Lars Heiselberg Jensen Vang Jensen. I, I hope I've got his name right. But anyway, their forests seem very connected. And of course, there's the football team that you were previously passionate about, uh, the Nottingham Forest. And so forests seem very connected. So the word forest, for some reason, is speaking to me right now.
1: (laughs) It's, It's interesting, isn't it? How, you know, yet again, just to keep this focused around Kristen's excellent title, Words Change Lives, What Story Will You Tell? Because isn't it true, Kristen, you know, just by that intro and it wasn't it wasn't conscious of me using that you know somewhere deeply was that subconscious use of the word forest that just came out and obviously you elaborated on that but that's that's true for all of us you know we bury these words and we roll these words out how many times have you heard somebody say listeners well, I don't really know what I've just said that I don't believe I said that I don't know where that come from and we've got these these words that, that we use as tools. So tell us a little bit more, Kristen, around the, the second bit of, of the, uh, the the chapter cycle there. What story will you tell? What, what what was you thinking behind that?
2: Well, I think that we all tell stories. We tell sad stories, funny stories. There are people whose lives are entire. A litany of sob stories. There are people who can. I was at a seminar once years ago, Robert McKee's story seminar. Robert McKee is a famous screenwriting consultant, and screenwriting is one of the things that I do. I've gotten my undergraduate degree, partly and master's degree with a with a concentration on dramatic writing. But when Robert McKee talked about, you know, the way that we tell stories. And one of the things he said was, you can have somebody tell a story about some amusing mishap and things like that, some or or something that um, is completely mundane, and they will have you on the floor laughing because of the way that they tell the story, the way that they uh, make this seemingly inconsequential anecdote meet. Uh, mean something, entertain you, uplift you, bring a smile to your face. Then he said, you can get somebody who is telling something, uh, you know, a, a pivotal traumatic event or something like that. And the way that they tell it is just very, and I don't mean to step on any toes or anything like that, but the way that they tell it, it, it uh, just doesn't capture the meaning of the, of the event so, I think it's all in the way. a lot of it is in the way that you tell the story and the and the way that you present it. And there's a little bit of a difference between the language and the content because the content might be worth might be worth something. But if you don't have the language to express it or really connect or or say what you mean, then it's very difficult to to communicate and to connect with people. Mm.
1: And that is wrapped up, Kristen, isn't it, in this word that, um, that we use quite a lot called energy because that's what we are, you know, the whole kind, how it captures. When I see a word, you know, I've shared it with you personally and, and some of our um, other people uh, within our, our movement, World Game changes around this how a word, what's in a word? Everything. The word hope. Has massively, massively come onto my radar, when previously it was kind of one of those. Mm, okay, it's it's a nice word. Well, what does what does nice mean? It kind of sits on the fence. It doesn't offend anybody. It sits there, nice and neutral. And hope for me, Kristen, was one of those words. Oh, I I hope I see you again soon. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Whereas with the <laughs> the outbreak of COVID and many other things. It's not just about COVID. In fact, for me, what's really brought it into my consciousness is anything but COVID. It's around this, you know, the fear, the fear that we have in our lives, this beyond pandemic, call it what you will, because it's been around from day one across the world, how we're strangled, how we're crippled, how we are decimated by fear. And so what, for me, has been brought into my attention, my consciousness listeners, more more recently, yes, and COVID has been the springboard for it, is this word hope. Boy, do we need hope. And you know, and just listen how passionately I'm embracing. I'm taking ownership of one simple four-letter word called hope. And so this is the power of the words that Kristen alludes to and how they do change lives. And what story, just to bring in yet again the second part of uh, a question, what story will you tell? Because isn't it true, listeners, we've all got a script. We all tell ourselves a story. It's probably the furthest thing from the truth, but it's based on survival. You know, we're conditioned, we learn things from an early age, and we create this script. And it may serve us, it may not. And if it doesn't serve us, Isn't it also true that we go on this journey with cliches like, oh, it's okay, better the devil, you know, it's not perfect. You know, I'm in pain, but I don't really want to go to the doctors, better the devil, you know, and all this conditioning. Do you agree
2: with any of that, Kristen? I do, Paul. I I really do because it's all about how you frame the story. It's all about, and we all know that, terrible things happen and we all have experiences and in the book there are definitely our co-authors definitely talk about things that have happened to them that they are making sense of that they are shaping that they are they're choosing to rewrite the script mm. now we can't rewrite the past but we can rewrite how we think about the past. We can rewrite the script. We are the director, star, cinematographer, editor, writer of our own scripts. Actually, this is a collaborative art. We And we are creators. That is something that our friend uh, and our colleague in the book, Amy Moscow, writes about creatorship, co-creatorship. So we are creators, but what are we creating? What kind of stories are we creating for ourselves and others? Because isn't it true, Paul, that you can have two people in the same family or two people in the same group of friends, doesn't matter, and they can have completely different stories about the same event, just completely different stories. and no, that wasn't the how it happened. That was how it happened. I don't remember that because it's just so subjective. I mean, there may be facts. There may be facts about the events like it took place on a Sunday. It was raining, what what have you. It was at a wedding, birthday party, something like that. The, those facts are probably not in dispute. But what is where the variance comes in, and where most people disagree, and where where a lot of conflict comes in, is the emotional interpretation and the weight.
1: Absolutely, kind of white.
2: yeah,
1: absolutely. And to quote one of your fellow Americans, Kristen Tom Peters, the great Tom Peters, one of the uh, I eminent mean, quality gurus. Not particularly keen on the word guru, but um, you know, Tom Tom Peters is a giant in the world of quality. And his take upon it was perception is all there is. And I think that's quite interesting and a nice place to leave it, Kristen. A nice kind of introduction to the, you know, to your excellent chapter. You've done a great service in you know, uh, filtering in one or two other co-authors, and so we've had a little bit of a dance with this this book. So I'm just going to just go and invite you, Kristen, to use. I'm going to really metaphorically pin you to the mask now and ask because you've read the, all the chapters, you've very kindly done the uh, the editing and and all the kind of you know some would say the boring stuff that needs to happen to make a book before it gets published. So I'm going to ask you, Kristen, for the benefit of the listeners, um, and just to use one word that describes our
2: our book one word i think it would be, it would be i'm going to cheat a little bit and either there's two words there's heart and then there's also hope to use your your word that you're passionate about there's heart because there's so much heart in these stories and they put their heart in mastering the game of life. They put their heart in the game. Obviously, they have their heads in the game too. You can see that, but they put their heart in the game.
1: And that, listeners, was beautifully summed up by Kristen. She did steal my thunder because um, the Hope one, I was hoping to come in on that one and, and really seal proceedings. But Kristen beat me to it. But isn't that the power of words and words change lives? So just ask yourselves, what story will you
0: tell? Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. If you found it interesting and helpful, drop a line to Paul via paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have. He'd love to hear from you and he'd be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at wwwpaul Remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts.